What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we are talking about gluteal amnesia, a.k.a. what I like to call dead-ass syndrome, all right? This is inspired um, from a recent Instagram post that blew up and had so many people commenting, so many people in the DMs talking about, I have this, or I know someone who has this. So I want to expand on it a little bit because I find that a lot of clients who come in and get on my table are having issues with their glutes not working or the issues with their glutes not turned on or not firing as they should. So we're going to talk about that today. And of course, I'm going to not only talk about uh, glute amnesia, what it is, I'm going to talk about some things that could be causing it. And at the end, as always, give you some actionable steps to start a dressing it and working on your glutes today. So let's get started. First off, let me define what gluteal amnesia or dead ass syndrome is. That's when you lose the ability to contract your glute muscles. Now, just to give you some basic anatomy and break it down a little bit, we have three glute muscles. We have our glute maximus, which is our big one in the back, our dunk, you know, uh, the big one. Uh, We have our glute medius which is on the outside of our hip and then deep to that we have our gluteus minimus so those are three glutes I want you guys to have a little basic anatomy because the movements and the actions I'm going to give you later on today are going to involve not only working on one okay but working on all of them so now that you get that we have three let's talk about them a little bit so our glute max which is our big one in the back our dunk is responsible for hip extension and external rotation of your hip. So opening up your hip. Uh, Just to give you a vision or picture of that, think about um, being in that butterfly stance. A lot of people like to sit on the floor with their uh, feet together, knees spread out. So externally rotating your hip, anything that involves you bringing your leg away from the midline of your body. Our glute medius is responsible for stabilizing at the hip joint. And it also helps when it comes to pelvic rotation. Now, like I mentioned, that glute med is on the side. So one of the um, tests that I have clients do during our assessment is I have them stand on one hip. And I'm looking, one, how they do it. And we're also timing in. Are your eyes closed? Are your eyes open? Things like that. But I'm looking to see if they have this thing called a hip hike, meaning when they stand on one leg, can that leg that's on the ground stay level? Can your pelvis stay level? Or does it hike up to try to help balance you off because that glute med doesn't fire and doesn't stabilize the hip joint as it should? So that's one of the things we look at because I want to see how everything is working together. Dead ass syndrome can cause a decrease in range of motion of the hip because both of the glute muscles, all of the glute muscles cross over the hip joint. And it also can cause some weakness in that area. So you know what happens when you get less range of motion or weakness, then those muscles don't work as they should. And we start to compensate and we start relying on other muscles to do this job. That's how we lead to a lot of things like um, tight muscles, knots, muscular adhesions, things like that. Because we're not using our proper muscles, we're relying on other ones and they start to get tight and shortened and spasmed. Specifically, when it comes to the glute, 
over time, our glutes aren't working like they should. And because of that, we may experience some tight IT bands. We may experience tight hamstrings. We may experience some low back pain, stiffness, tightness, or even, and one of the biggest ones is tight hip flexors. Everything is connected and everything works together. So like I tell clients when it comes to, um, when it comes to glutes and hip flexors, most of the time I run into clients who have really tight hip flexors, which are essentially the opposite muscle of the glute. So they have really tight hip flexors and because of that, the glutes are lengthened and they can't fire or they can't contract as they should. So then we start relying on other muscles and that's how we start getting some low back pain that hip weakness the hip hike stuff we talked about every muscle has their own job to do and if they don't they start relying on other people and that's how we lead to a lot of injuries down the road because of that it starts to cause some incomplete mechanics then we start leading to incidences which is when like maybe you're working out and that low back always feels stiff after squatting or deadlifting maybe after you're sitting for a while you start feeling that numbness or weakness or just a weird feeling in your glute those things that don't really change your day too much but they are annoying and you do notice them and over time the more time you let those incidences go those are what leads to injuries so knowing that like you're now because of all those compensations because of all those incomplete mechanics you've been doing now you're using other muscles to get through certain things like maybe you're not using your glutes when it comes to squatting and we start experiencing more of a lumbar curve or lumbar lordernis or extension of that low back because our glutes aren't joining the party and aren't firing our glutes help with so many things in our body like I mentioned, it helps with hip extension. It helps us stand upright. It helps us stand up from bending positions and other day-to-day activities like walking, running, or even climbing upstairs. It's so important that we are learning exactly what it means to fire our glutes and learning how to use our glutes without incorporating our low back. One of the other um, assessments that I use when clients come in is that I have them lay face down and I have them do hip extension. Now, one, yes, I'm looking at how high the leg is going, but I'm also looking how the leg gets up in the air and I'm, my hands are on their glutes, their hamstrings and their low back because I want to see In what order are these muscles firing? Not only is the fact of firing a muscle important, but it's also important to fire muscles in the correct pattern. So there is like muscle sequences, firing sequences. When it comes to hip extension, the glute is the first thing that should fire. Then the hamstring should join the party. And then very last should be the low back. But nine times out of 10, when someone's laying on my table and they're having any of the symptoms that we mentioned before, Their glutes don't even join the party. Maybe their hamstrings come in a little bit, but it's mostly all coming from their low back. And that's why they're having low back pain. That's why they're having hip pain. That's why they feel like they can't bend over. That's why they feel like standing up from a seated position, they have to use something else. They have to use a tool. They have to use their thigh because their glutes do not know how to kick in. So a couple things that can be causing gluteal amnesia or dead ass is what I mentioned a little bit, sitting all day. Sitting all day on your glutes can decrease blood flow to them. It can be causing some pain or numbness in the low back or the hips, all because we're not using it, right? We're sitting on it. We're not contracting it. 
I mentioned lumbar lordosis, lordosis, which means just extension of the low back. So when someone has more extension in their low back, I like to call it twerk booty or booty butt. When it looks like you're going to the club because your butt's up in the air, lumbar lordosis. It's just also an anterior pelvic tilt. And this happens because of muscular imbalances. Like we mentioned earlier, your hip flexors are tight which means your glutes, which are the opposite muscle, are lengthened and do not even have the ability to contract. So if you're noticing that you're one of those who has that booty butt or that extension in their low back or that they have that anterior pelvic tilt, those are one of the things that could be the main reason why you're having low back issues, why you might feel some weird pain or numbness on your backside, all of those things. And a great place to start is we're going to bring it up later to start addressing this but a great place to start is to honestly just work on squeezing your butt as you stand up starting there and getting up and walking around it's so simple walking is so simple but no one thinks about how important and how beneficial it can be to your body so i suggest clients to stand up at least one time out of the hour so in order to do that because I know some people like to go ham on the computer in the middle of work I get it but set a movement timer every hour even if it's for 60 seconds to get up and walk around that is one thing that we can start to even just increase blood flow into our glutes and get into the habit of squeezing our butt as we get up everything is connected as I mentioned before so because of that anterior pelvic tilt those tight hip flexors causing essentially like a long butt like, I know some people have ever seen someone or someone's referred to someone having like a saggy butt because our tight hip flexors are tight. As I just mentioned, our butt is long and it's lengthened and we can't contract it. So you may be experiencing some saggy butt, to be for real. And the first place to start with that is not to keep doing more squats because maybe you're compensating and using your low back. But first, how about we release those tight hip flexors? Then make sure we do some gluteal activation movements, which I'm going to suggest some later, and then we do a squat, or then we walk around. So just making sure that those muscular imbalances, honestly, we have to balance them back. We have to get muscles doing what they're supposed to do before we can actually start moving and using them properly. So I've mentioned a couple ways to address it already. So standing up and walking around, setting that movement timer, squeezing those butt cheeks essentially every single time you get up out of your seat. I want that to just be something that sticks into your memory. And lastly, what I mentioned was doing activation exercises. So these activation exercises I'm going to give you can be done definitely throughout the day. And also if you want to add them into that time frame of your movement timer. But also if you're working out, I prefer that you add these exercises in prior to your workout. So these are a part of your warm-up to make sure that those glutes are just doing what they're supposed to do before you even start using them and loading them up, all right? So a couple of movements I want to provide for you. First one is hip extension on the foam roller. As always, I'm going to tag this into our links in the episode notes. You can see and go to the videos on YouTube and see what I'm talking about, but This one I like a lot because when people are doing hip extension, they already start compensating with their low back. By putting that foam roller underneath their pelvis, underneath those two knobs in their front, it causes the low back to go into flexion so that it cannot be a part of the party. And it can't join the party when you go to extend your hip. So I like to start people on that foam roller to just get pure hip extension and see where that is. 
Next, glute bridges, but I like to add a band around um, above the knees. Specifically because the glute bridges, when we get to the top, squeezing the butt, I want to make sure that we are feeling the contraction. But the band is for the outside, it's for the glute medes, the glute minimus we talked about, which is helping us stabilize that hip. Next one is like I like to call the resisted toe drag. This one is when we're on all fours or a tabletop position. There's a band involved that goes from your left arm down into your right leg. And as that is, how to describe it, how, as that is contracting our core muscles and helping off the front of our body, the leg that does not have the band around it is the one that is going straight back to the wall. So we're dragging our foot, we're dragging our toe and pushing our heel back towards the wall. And the big thing is this is a portion of a movement to just make sure that we can actually be in a good position with the rest of our body, control our core, and use our glutes and fire our glutes at the same time. So that's one of my favorite movements. I know that description may have sound confusing, but I'll make sure I'll tag it in the episode notes. And last but not least, clamshells. I know that sometimes when I get people that they they um, have an issue with standing on one leg or they're having some low back issues and we get to the root, which may have some glute, um, some gluteal issues, glute amnesia, gluteal amnesia. I provide them clamshells. And I know people are like, I'm tired of doing this movement if they've experienced this before. But my thing is, are you doing it correctly? And nine times out of 10, when I have a client demonstrate clamshell to me, they aren't doing it correctly. They're not firing their glute mean. They're still compensating on from their low back, even though we've taken gravity out of the picture by laying them on their side. So the biggest thing when it comes to these movements is not rushing through them, taking your time and making sure that you're feeling it where you need to feel it. I hope that you found today super valuable. I hope that you take what you need from this episode and start working on your dead ass. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at you guys on the next episode.